What is going on, y'all? It is Social on the Sidelines. We are back with a very special guest, as always, Nile Shah, the Vice President of Digital Marketing for the New York Giants. Nile, thank you for joining pleasure. us. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, and uh, this is a great thing that you guys are, have been doing, so pleasure to be a part of it. Of course, of course. As always, uh, we are sponsored by our friends over at Zoomf, and this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Women in Sports Tech, or WIST, and their new career hub, the WIST Network. Uh, www.wisnetwork.org. 50% of the U.S. labor force, sports fan, and athletes are women, and yet the representation of women in sports tech is a small fraction of that. WIST is committed to changing the ratio, and we are as well. That being said, Nile, uh, thank you again so much for, for joining us today. Just to give everyone a little bit of insight in terms of your career traje trajectory and, and kind of where you're at now, obviously, at uh, the New York football giants uh, have been there for quite some time. Talk a little bit about uh, your journey to date, kind of where you started and obviously what you're doing now. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's been certainly an interesting ride. I knew early on growing up that I wanted to, to be in sports and growing up a big Giants fan, I knew I wanted to work for the Giants. You know, wanting to do something and getting to do it, two completely, two completely different things. And, uh, you know, my story is a little bit of, of luck. Um, you know, I, I, I went the route that a lot of people do, you know, send in your resume, send in, try and connect. Wasn't really getting any, any traction there. Um, ironically, I won a fan contest on the Giants website, which essentially was, hey, um, every week they would run a trivia contest. And I kind of got the idea of where the answer was inside of an article every week. So when they asked the question, I already kind of knew the answer. So luckily I won that trivia contest and they asked us to um, come in for a fan forum. And, you know, I was still, I was a freshman in college. And uh, basically back then, this was 2000 and I want to say 2004. Um, and I basically, you know, went to this fan forum. I was 18 years old. It was a bunch of people that were much older than me, you know, talking about what they like about the website, et cetera. And the guy who was running the website at that time, I, I told him, listen, I'm in college, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. You know, the internet and digital wasn't what it is now back then. And I basically, I think I was so persistent that he said, you know what, why don't you come and help me two days a week? Uh, so at two days a week, uh, I was in college. I basically flipped my schedule around to take my classes. I was living on campus. I would go in two days a week, unpaid, and basically was doing anything internet related that I could, which is what I was doing uh, in college. And then basically, long story short, uh, I did that all throughout college. My boss left. Uh, and because I had done that, you know, the, you guys know these roles are, are really about, you know, you can have the tech, you can have the creativity, but it's people you can trust. And I think because I had laid that foundation that I had been there, um, you know, I got the job, I interviewed, and then we won the Super Bowl that year. So it was a pretty, pretty cool kind of surreal experience for me. That's amazing. The lucky, the lucky uh -huh. charm. Yes. Yes. Incredible <laughs> journey. Um, going into your current role as, as vice president of digital marketing, obviously we know, um, you know, as professionals in the industry ourselves, that changes every day in terms of what you're doing. But if you could summarize kind of what your role entails right now, that would be great for the listeners. Yeah, I think, you know, right now the, the main goal of, of what I do and what my team do is really help integrate everything across departments, right? So while we certainly focus on the content side, we're also kind of the central nervous system for 
everything that kind of happens on the sponsorship side from a platform development standpoint. Obviously, everything from a lead gen standpoint for our ticket, you know, ticket and lead generation standpoint. And, um, you know, those two main things. And obviously, everything from a fan engagement standpoint, right? We oversee every kind of interaction that we can have with our fans. And our goal is to continually to, to keep that engagement up and then also to build these platforms that allow our sponsorship team to go out um, and create you know, great synergies with, with all these partners. Got it. Yeah, I think for me, sometimes I feel like, like Boz was alluding to the world of digital is like ever changing and you feel like you don't, maybe you don't know a platform or whatever. And especially in your job where you do touch so many different departments, how did you kind of work through like maybe not uh, knowing the most about everything and kind of just like pushing your way through and, and learning as you go? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really uh, real world situations, right? I mean, I think, uh, you know, you, you come across a problem, you, you you certainly have your own opinions, but you ask around as well, right? You, I think there's such a close-knit community for everyone who works in sports in the digital marketing space that, you know, if you come across something that you don't know, you there's obviously a ton of resources out there, but a lot of it is trial and error. You know, you have to go through it to know whether uh, what you're doing is going to work or not. And then the, the good thing about digital in general is that you can pivot much quicker than you can in, compared to other spaces, right? If something doesn't work, you're not in a box, right? You can quickly change and, and figure out different ways to execute things that might work a little bit better for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, on the same note, to some degree, I'm curious, based on your team structure and you covering so many different areas, if, is there one specific area that maybe you enjoy working on the most or you feel is the most valuable for the organization? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think for me, it's it's really about the platform development. Uh, to me, that's that's a challenge, right? When you're when you're trying to find uh, partners that that make sense and, and you know, want to invest in the team, you want to provide solutions that basically are completely integrated across the board. So while you know our focus is really on digital and social and mobile and email marketing, you know there's a whole game day presentation. How do you integrate into there? How do you integrate all of these other platforms that might not necessarily you know be exactly tied to it, um, but it's really presenting those problems and listening, right? I think that's part of it where you get to go into these client meetings and, and listen to what their objectives are and then try and find synergies with what your internal objectives are. And that's really where you have these win-win scenarios. For sure. Um, for those listening, can you kind of break down what your team looks like as far as like um, hierarchy? And a second part of that is how did you gain leadership skills? Like coming from someone that, you know, you obviously we start out not in a leadership position like through throughout the, your career what what have you learned um and what can you tell people um advice on becoming a great leader yeah yeah i mean i think i think specifically for for what we do in, in the space that we work in there's been a natural ascension pretty much right i mean i think traditionally what um you know digital and social is what people want to be involved with right so i think organically you're put into a position where you're invited into these meetings because you're the expert in the space so that you know just organically allows you to kind of build that um 
uh, you know, natural, you know, ascension to to a senior position. Um, and then, I mean, really, for, for me specifically, I wanted to, you know, there's also, I wanted to have that happen, right? So I think a lot of times, you know, to your question earlier, if you don't know an answer, it's very easy to just say, I don't know, um, as opposed to, I don't know, but let me figure it out, right? And I think I did a lot of that early on that then, organically, I started to be asked to come into client facing meetings and et cetera. And listen, I think at the end of the day, you know, fan engagement is vital. It's crucial, right? But revenue generation is what really helps drive a lot of these discussions. So the more you can get involved into those types of things, I think it makes it easier to kind of build your career in this space and get to that, you know, quote, you know, C level status, which is the goal of everyone who starts in, in this space, right? So I think having the understanding that, you know, engagement and revenue combined are really what can help you kind of move forward. And then as far as our structure and status, so uh, long story short, uh, you know, two years ago, we brought in a new head of business, uh, Pete Guelli, who basically uh, was the uh, chief operating officer at the Hornets for about 10 years. And he really came in and wanted to modernize the business, right? Everything from being digital social first to, to data, et cetera. And we've really built out the team to help, help to help facilitate a lot of that. So originally we were kind of all under one umbrella. It kind of split uh, when he came on board. Um, and I've taken on a more of a marketing role, which obviously digital and content kind of falls underneath that. Um, but right now, our team specifically on the digital social side, we have about, uh, I want to say, seven full-time people. Um, that does not include video production. That's a separate thing. But we basically have uh, two social people. We have three website people, and we have two writers. So that's the core of content. And then obviously our video production and things like that fall under another umbrella, but we work very, very closely. Um, and I think, you know, my role has kind of been more about, you know, building brand building and revenue generation and how it all kind of plays together, obviously on the creative side as well. Um, but I think we have a lot of momentum right now and we have a bunch of things that we have coming up that we're really, really excited about. Awesome. Uh, appreciate you sharing that. Uh, one question, and you kind of hit on it a little bit earlier, but as things continue to evolve in the space and, uh, you know, Amara hit on it too, when people might not know everything, what do you think is most important from a characteristic standpoint for people that are either aspiring to be in the digital space or even on your team, right? Like what are the most important um, personal characteristics that you can have in this industry that would help you uh, be beneficial and successful. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's, you know, you can be the, you can have the most creative mind. And I tell this to my guys all the time. You can have the most creative mind. You can be the most technically savvy. You can be the greatest writer, but you have to be two things. One, you have to be a team player. You have to be able to work with everybody, you know, in sports, everyone has an opinion, but no different than how, you know, the, the, the football side, football side of it all come together to form one vision. You got to be able to, at the end of the day, believe in from top down, what you're doing is the right thing to do. And the second thing is being able be being trustworthy. I mean, you guys know running these accounts, you know, it's not easy, right? It takes one mistake to really blow up 10 years worth of good work, right? In, in a, in a, in an instant, right? So you got to be somebody you can, you, you got to have people on your team that you trust. And, um, you know, I said too, but one more is that, you know, 
it's not a regular nine to five job, right? So availability is not something you can teach, right? You either are so passionate about your job that you're willing to sacrifice things that you normally wouldn't sacrifice. I mean, I'll give you an example. Like I had a newborn two weeks ago and three days after I was back at it. Now, is that the right thing to do? Probably not. But if you're so passionate about what you're doing, it's hard to let go. Right. And, and there's a balance there that you have to be able to to achieve. But, you know, you can't teach passion. You can't teach hard work. You can't trust. You can't teach being available. Right. So all of those things are, are what I look for in either an intern coming in um, or, you know, even people that you hire full time. So those to me are the are the most important. Definitely. Um, you know, you, you spoke on it earlier in terms of when you first came in, obviously, you were able to be at the pinnacle of success. Um, winning a Super Bowl ring, and, and obviously throughout your tenure, you've had ups and downs. Tell me a little bit how your team and this specific department has navigated. Obviously, outside of the on-field product, you're the you know forefront of how people look at the team, in my opinion. And so how have you been able to navigate kind of the highs and the lows from a tone and a strategy standpoint? How has that impacted things, if at all? Yeah, I mean, listen, early on, we won two Super Bowls in my first four years, right? There have been people that worked 30 years in, in sports and never won a championship. So I was lucky. And then in more recent, more recently, we, you know, we haven't uh, been as successful on the field. But I think, you know, our job is to, A, be authentic, right, with, with our voice. And, and, you know, you can't hide behind uh, you know, what on-field performance may be, but it's our job to also highlight some of the bright spots and, and, and things like that. And that goes back to me, that goes back to being creative, right? Having the understanding of there's definitely ways to position things to make things look a little bit better than they may or may not be. Um, and really for us personally, we have a great relationship with our PR staff and we run a lot of what we do by them to make sure that everything kind of jives from top down before we really hit that push button uh, or submit button, et cetera, um, that we are always in lockstep from that standpoint. So we don't want to be the reason that, you know, there's something in the news about something that the Giants digital or social team did. Um, we're constant communication with, with our PR staff to make sure we're all aligned. Got it. Yeah, um, I'm always curious, like, I think a really underrated part of how important or how um, efficiently we can do our jobs is the relationship that we have with, um, in, in my case, basketball operations, obviously, and you guys, you know, football. Um, I'm just curious how it works in football because I don't really, I, I've worked in NBA my entire life. So can you explain yeah. um, kind of that relationship and how important it is for you to have that communication with, with football? Yeah, I mean, I think it's no matter what sport you work in, it's it's probably the same, right? You have to build up trust with with that group because, listen, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters at the end at the end of the day is winning, right? So you have to do everything you can to support what's going on there and help really build the message for them. You know, we're fortunate that we have a new head coach that came in last year, and you know, he's really preached, you know, one voice team, all that kind of stuff that, you know, we buy into that, right? We have to amplify his message. Um, and then really the other part is, 
you know, in order to gain access, which is really nowadays the most differentiating thing from, you know, team to your local paper is basically trying to get access to things that might not be available to, to the general public, is you have to build that trust. And I think, again, for us, a lot of that is navigated through PR, uh, where we communicate to them the objectives and, and why we want to do something. And, and sometimes it's yes, go ahead. And sometimes it's no. And we, on our side, have to be understanding on why the no is the no, right? There's a bigger picture than, you know, why can't we put a camera here, camera there, is that we have to be understanding that there's, you know, reasons, competitive reasons, whatever it may be, that you don't want that to happen. So, I mean, for us, we have a great relationship. Again, when we brought in our new head of business, um, he really helped kind of further that advancement of that collaboration between the football side and, and the business side. And uh, I think, in my opinion, at least, like we're putting out stuff that we never probably thought we could put out, um, you know, whether it's our Giants life, which is basically the hard knocks of, of our team, um, where we have cameras in the draft room, we have cameras in coaches' office, offices, et cetera, that that's because we built that trust up with them that they know that you know our goal is fan engagement but not at the expense of competitive advantages disadvantages etc so i think right now we're we're really at a at a good spot there makes a lot of sense um, one other question that i had for you was in regards to where you look for uh, for inspiration right whether it be within the industry whether it be outside um, where do you kind of derive inspiration um, whether it be social or elsewhere uh, yeah. for your overall you know, digital marketing strategy? Yeah, I, I think it's anywhere, anytime kind of mentality. I mean, I'll give you a story. Uh, you know, we were the first professional sports team to integrate tweets into game broadcasts, right? This was back in 2011, I want to say. And that inspiration came from my wife watching The Voice and seeing on The Voice that there were tweets being rolled on while contestants were on the air. So, uh, you know, I saw that and I said, what, you know what, why can't we bring this to sports, right? So no one had done that at that point. So I found this company, Mass Relevance. Uh, I think they're still called Mass Relevance now. And uh, they had the ability to moderate tweets before you could hit go and get them on air. Um, so we did that, right? So that was a non-traditional sports setting where you saw something, you try and figure out whether there's application and you were able to do it. Another example was, uh, you know, we were also the first team to use augmented reality. So when we won the Super Bowl in 2011, I saw Esquire magazine use, put Brooklyn Decker into a Barnes and Noble. So you could go into Barnes and Nobles, flip out your phone and you saw her in the book aisle and you could take a picture with her. I saw that, I said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if all of our fans could wear virtual Super Bowl rings? Right. Never been done before. I had no idea whether people would do it or not. And again, it goes back to what we talked a little bit earlier, trial and error. Right. Like that's what digital allows you to do. So I saw that we found the company who pulled that off. They had never worked with a sports team. There was no prior example. And we did it. And we had 50,000 people download their app to virtually try on the Super Bowl rings. So if you like go to Google and you type in Giants virtual Super Bowl, you'll see people from Spain, people from Italy, obviously here all with their photos with a virtual ring on, right? Mm -hmm. So like a lot of this is, uh, it's no different, right? Like you see something in your head, you're constantly thinking, is there some application for me? And you can use it. And again, I think everything in the, across sports is a little bit of copycat too, right? You always see great things. And I just saw the tweet that you put out on, on the um, Anthony Edwards 
uh, uh, you know, press the button thing. And in my head, I was thinking, wow, what can I do with that? Right. So um, there's always some, some, you're always looking, right. And I think that's when you're in a creative mindset, your mind is always going, right. Like what can I do to help make our fans feel more engaged, give them more access um, and really push the needle that way. 1000%. Yeah. Um, so uh, besides winning the Super Bowl, what is your favorite memory in your career? Favorite memory? I think uh, it would probably be the first day that I worked for the Giants. So, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that I got uh, that, you know, I wouldn't even call it an internship. I was basically in there doing whatever I could. But my first, so after that fan summit and I, and I, parlayed my way into somehow getting in there. My first day working was when we drafted Eli Manning. So that must have been April 2004 at the NFL draft. So here I am first day, don't know anybody. My boss is at the draft and it's just me in the facility. Like I don't know anyone. It's literally my first day. And we draft Eli Manning. He comes in to the building because the draft back then was in New York. So these guys were able to just come right in. And he, my boss called me up and he said, snap a photo of Eli walking in. And here I am, like, I, I'm, like, nervous as hell, like, you know, whatever it may be. And I, again, in that moment, you just do whatever you can to make it happen. And I took the first photo of him walking in. I had no photography skills. Like, I, you know, I was doing website design, right? But, again, in that moment, you do whatever you can to prove your worth, right? You're, 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 you're willing to do whatever. So that would probably be uh, – off the top of my head, outside of the two Super Bowls and, and going and, and winning that experience, but uh, would probably be my my first or best memory outside of that. I love the stories; these are dope. Um, on a little bit of a different note, in regard, and, and I mentioned this to you the first time that we spoke, but obviously seeing you know I, I'm South Asian, and so seeing others in the industry that come from similar backgrounds is a rarity. Uh, for me, and obviously, you know, Amar and I value um, furthering diversity as, you know, we, we talked about women in sports tech as well. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy and, and how you think um, that could be, you know, the the challenges of furthering diversity could be alleviated or, um, you know, what sports can do better to, to help, um, you know, shorten the gap in terms of seeing other people and in, in minorities in leadership positions. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think at the at the end of the day, um, you know, the number one thing is you have to be uh, skillful at what you're trying to do, right? I mean, to me, you have to have a skill set that makes you attractive to people. And I think at the end of the day, you know, having different voices, different backgrounds, different, you know, uh, perspective is, is crucial, you know, especially in, in what we do. Uh, to me, it's very easy to fall into hey, this is the way it should be, this is the way it's always be, always been, and this is how we're going to do it, right? It's our job as, as leaders to help foster, you know, creativity, foster different uh, ideas, and I think that comes from a very, having a diverse, you know, staff. Um, and in, in, my, in our case, you know, we do, right? You know, we have females, we have other uh, uh, minorities, et cetera, as part of the group, and I think what that does is it helps bring different perspectives, right? And at the end of the day, as long as everybody, um, you know, everybody wants the best for the group, uh, I think that's ultimately how you build out that best team. Absolutely. Um, one follow-up in regards to that would just be any advice that you have for 
uh, current or aspiring professionals um, that are in the space in terms of helping them grow? Like what's, if you could summarize any advice that you have, um, what would it be? Yeah, to me, it goes back to a little bit what I said earlier is that despite what your role is, you have to want, you, you have to have the ability to want to learn about what other people do. Because at the end of the day, the more you understand about business um, is only going to help you in the long run. So I'll, you know, I'll give you the perfect example. We hired a graphic designer who's really been the point person on uh, building out a lot of our decks and proposals, right? So early on, he would just basically, I would go to him and say, hey, you know, here's the framework, put this together, right? He would put his head, head down, put it together, and it would come out great. Eventually, he started to ask me more and more questions about, why certain assets were in the proposal you know how does this asset help the client right and i think that's helping him understand the broad picture of what our department really does right it's very simple for him to put his head down and just do graphic design work right but he's curious enough to know why he's building out the things that he is and i think that will help him in the long run and i think no matter what you do and I, you know we talk about it all the time is that um you know, while you're just the social media manager, understanding why, uh, you know, you're having to put a sponsor logo on something, um, et cetera, it's, you have to get the big picture, right? I mean, there is a revenue generation standpoint, you know, that you have to factor in. And sometimes it's, it's super frustrating for our social people when we have to do stuff, but I mean, it ultimately helps drive the business, right? So I think, Ultimately, the more and more you can learn about other facets of, of an organization, uh, the better it can be. And, and I think we're in a fortunate position uh, in the space that we work in is that I really do consider digital as a central hub to everything, right? Because you help out on the ticketing end. You obviously help out on the sponsorship end, community relations, right? You're there to help amplify everything that they're doing in the community. Um, and obviously, you work closely with PR to help put out the team's message. So, um, you know, take advantage of that. Not everybody, when you work in accounting, chances are you're just doing accounting, right? You don't have the opportunity to branch off and learn these different things. And it doesn't matter what you do. It's an opportunity that you have that you should take advantage of. And I use that graphic designer example because in my opinion, that sets him up for a, a bigger role because he understands the other side of why he's putting these proposals together. That's great feedback and great advice. I think, I think unless you want to say something else, we are, I think that's it on our end. Yeah. Any, any final words? Great. For, I, for I just want to, yeah, I just want to say, you know, it's, it's things like these podcasts where, uh, you know, to your point on, on how to help people. And, and really a lot of this is the experiences that other people go through. Uh, the more you can hear about that, it might help you attack situations that you may not be in. So um, I certainly appreciate you guys having me on. And this is a, a great thing that you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Shout out Zoom and Women in Sports Tech, an organization focusing on advancing opportunities for women in sports tech. They recently launched the WIST Network, a career hub which helps women find opportunities at all levels in businesses that support diverse workforces throughout sports. Join for free at wistnetwork.org. We super appreciate both of them and we appreciate you for joining us. Thanks again for joining. Thank you.